Welcome to Stidia Cast, where Stidia trash meets Stidia garbage to be a complete Stidia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Style Stalinsky and he loves her too. This is Stidia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. everybody and welcome to the episode where we talk about the Teen Wolf 6A finale in which a number of things happened and by the fucking way did a kiss <laughs> <laughs> anyways nothing else matters at all in this episode I don't know what you guys think but like canon delivered we got our make out so <laughs> everybody want to let out like a celebratory cheer now so that we can get it out of the way I'm happy and also terrified of what just happened. Maggie's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel I like Maggie's little shoulder dance. That was yes, like... Yes, I shimmied a couple shoulders. Shimmy, shimmy, shake shimmy. it. So, first off, my name is Rachel. I'm fucking pumped and I'm Ron Gassim on Tumblr. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. actually... <laughs> Right now, I am, Sidia is officially canon on Tumblr, but I will be changing that back on Tuesday, so. <laughs> My name is Maggie. I'm regretting not using the URL Mayonnaise Stalinsky, but I'm still <laughs> registering Banshee on Tumblr. Maggie, I have Styles put his dick in Lydia.tumblr.com if you want to use it. I'll message you for details. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Well, <laughs> I'm Rachel, and I'm still MadGrad2011 on Tumblr. I'm Rosemary, and I felt left out because everybody else was changing the URLs. So I'm Andrew Lloyd Webber on the tambourine on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, that's a reference to the 2016 Tonys. Andrew Lloyd Webber on the tambourine. Tumblr. I've been waiting to use the URL since the Tony Awards last year and just saved it. <laughs> um. Okay. So this week, I don't know about you guys, but I really want to talk about the city, I guess. So, like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about other stuff in the episode that we all know isn't as important as the fact that our children smooshed their faces together and there was, like, open mouths and tongue and lots of, like, cheek stroking and Lydia touched his eyelashes. Like, that's all, that's all gonna happen, but we're just gonna do a lightning round of things called initial impressions, um, where we're just gonna talk really fucking fast about a couple of things so that we can spend all of our time analyzing the snog that finally happened the the faded snog the snog for souls I'm, guys i'm really emotional okay so initial impressions everybody ready yes first off lydia and malia maggie go uh lydia and malia love them lydia um lydia rise um i love the interactions that they had together i love that they were protecting each other and defending each other um, I love that Malia pushed Lydia out of the way, and Lydia said to Malia, get behind me, and I just love the two together. This whole season has just been phenomenal. They're just totally girl power. They should probably go make out in a closet a little bit. But yeah, I was a big, big fan, big fan. Listen, okay, I like, you know, Stidia forever, but also, Malia is pretty hot. Moving on, yeah, I like them. Malia, good. Rachel. Uh, I would concur with everything that Maggie just said. I loved all of the interactions between... Lydia and Malia, and in particular, I love the scene where Lydia had Malia, like, get behind her, because typically you're, you see Malia be the one who's, like, super defensive and wanting to be protective, 
Um, so that was kind of juxtaposition with the scene later in the episode where Malia protected Lydia. Rosemary, go. If 6B was basically subtitled, Lydia and Malia get shit done, I would watch it. <laughs> and I would be thrilled. And that is all I have to say about that because you guys are wonderful and said everything else I thought. Well, Rosemary, you are going first on our next round, which is Chris and Melissa. I warmed up to it. I'm actually not mad about it, and I thought I would be, even though I knew it, like, I knew it was coming. The only thing I'm slightly sad about is that they got together in a, oh, you're saving me kind of way. And we all know Melissa McCall is a badass, and we need more girl power in the show. So I went to be a power couple, and I feel like he had more of the action. But no complaints. Rachel. I would agree with that. I wish that there was a little bit more of, like, an even playing field with them in that scene. However, J.R. Bourne facing off a ghostwriter was incredibly hot. So I'm, I'm very glad that Mama McCall was like, that was the hottest thing I've ever seen. Let me put my mouth on your mouth. Maggie? I love, uh, before I get into Chris and Melissa, I love that he did, like, a kind of Western standoff with the ghostwriter. And I, like, yes. as I was live vlogging, I was like, where's the tumbleweed? Like, I was yes. really expecting, like, a tumbleweed, like, ooh, bum, bum, bum. Chris <laughs> Archer. He's a cowboy. <laughs> it was on the steel horse, yeah, even though, like, I still would, you know, I'm always going to be Team Noah and Melissa, or Team John and Melissa, I should say. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I also warmed up to them. I was very happy. Um, I'm interested to see where they're going to go now that that has happened. I would like to add on to this that I felt irrationally angry whenever anybody else who wasn't sitting kissed in this episode like Liam and Hayden kissed and I was like you know what fuckers come the fuck at me how fucking dare you and then Chris and Melissa kissed and I was like what what are you kidding me we have three kisses in this episode and only one of them is Stidia like I am a petty ass bitch and I was not prepared for that I was kind of pissed there's like the no reason for this like the lady kiss was supposed to be like super romantic like they did slow-mo for it i was like uh-uh, uh-uh. i will say though it you was... need to save all that do we need to remind the writers that no one cares we do every week rosemary they clearly don't listen to this <laughs> I, will, I will say i felt like it was the shortest laden kiss you've had this season like at least it wasn't two minutes of them making out mm-hmm. thank god so rachel how did you feel about the skiles reunion I can't put into words how emotional that made me feel. Um, I absolutely adored it. And jumping off of the Skiles reunion, the Liam and Styles reunion at the same time was absolutely adorable. And I was not expecting to get as many feels about that either. Maggie. Uh, yeah, same. I really enjoyed the Skiles reunion. I loved how Styles like ran to Scott with like his arms open and like flapping excitedly. He looked like such a fucking dork. I was so, so happy. And yeah, their just reunion just it was it was so nice to see. And I also was not expecting Styles' reaction to Liam um being that it was, but I loved it. I thought it was so sweet and sincere and just like a side that we don't really get to see of Styles that much with Liam. So yeah, I really liked it. It was good. Very happy. Rosemary. My boys I love them. The only thing that makes me sad about Melissa and Chris is that Scott and Styles won't be brothers now, oh. and I want them to be real brothers. 
I love them so much. I was just so happy. My adorable babies, they're amazing. And they are Liam's dads. And I felt like Steph was like, Liam, my son. And I was happy. One thing that I have to add is that I love the line later on the episode where Scott's like, do you want to split up? And Sass is like, never again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he goes to DC for line. college, but... Uh, in the hospital, the um, later interaction with Scott, Styles, and Liam, where Styles is looking for, like, the liquid nitrogen or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh my god, I leave for, like, three seconds, and the entire town falls apart. And, like, that entire exchange was amazing. Yeah. Like, I loved every bit of it. I just want to say, like, the humor in this episode was quality. There were so many funny parts. Like, even the part where, like, Liam jumps on a horse, and he's like, I have no idea how to fucking ride this (laughs) thing. And it's just going around in circles. Like, it was so good. Like, it was such Teen Wolf writing. It was classic Teen Wolf. It was classic Teen Wolf. The humor was classic Teen Wolf, and there were so many sincere parts that I just loved. Y'all girl has a segue. Speaking of classic Teen Wolf, let's talk about the fight scenes. We're going to start with Maggie. (laughs) With me? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) y'all. That's Scott McCall, Ariel, over a bullet. (laughs) I'm so, so happy that Teen Wolf did that. First of all, good for you, Scott. Like, you are phenomenal, just in every single way. Second of all, that was some corny-ass shit, and I was here for it. I was so, so happy. Like, and again, like, it just felt like very old-school Teen Wolf. The fight scene just reminded me so much of that. And that, like, Teen Wolf in the first few seasons was so fucking corny and it, that was like one of the <laughs> great things about it and um no i was very happy about the fight scenes and just you know it was very very teen wolf that's all i can say i was really happy about it rosemary could they only hire a stunt coordinator for like a little while because the best fight scenes of the entire season were in this episode we i think we were just talking a couple weeks ago that yeah. the fights have been really terrible this season mm-hmm. actually kind of boring how normally that's the best part of teen wolf um i agree this is the classic teen wolf we know and love and i wish we had this the whole time where the hell was this all season actually the past two seasons three. Ooh, yeah it's been three seasons <laughs> rachel I totally agree, and I think what we were really missing, and like going back to what Maggie was saying about humor and and like classic Teen Wolf, was the camp and all of the fight scenes. They were well choreographed, and they had campy bits. So like even when Peter was fighting, there was some like crazy bits, and then the Malia's insane somersault over like all of the ghost riders. The gymnastics and everybody was like Simone Biles is like shaking in her boots right now. <laughs> was a fucking acrobat in this episode. It was amazing. And then just, like, the whole scene where it's, like, Malia dramatically gets the whip and then tosses it to Scott. Like, it was, it was just perfect and so corny and campy and, like, like everybody has said, just the Teen Wolf that we love. Tying into the fight scenes that we're talking about right now, um, okay, I'm gonna phrase this this way and this isn't a purposeful, I'm not doing this on purpose, but... How did you guys feel about the final solution? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I, I can't think of another way to phrase this. The final, um, the, you know what I mean, the final solution for the season, like, the wrap-up. How did you feel about, like, the, um, I know, resolution. I know, uh, the, the resolution for the, um, Nazi Wolf plotline? Well, I'm not happy with it, because I still don't fucking understand it. Like, I, 
I mean, in regards to the Nazi werewolf, I still don't understand what the point of him even being there was. Like, I don't know if I just, like, zoned out on all the Nazi werewolf scenes, but I still don't fucking get it. And I think his character could just be wiped, and it would be a lot easier and cleaner. But, you know... You have more time for character interactions. Yeah. smart women. We really are. If we can't wrap our heads around this... What the hell? This is the second season in a row where I was like, I really don't get the mythology sometimes. And it's not because I'm not paying attention. The motivation of the Dread Doctors was always really murky to me, and I still don't fully understand what the motivation of the Dread Doctors were. And I I still also don't... Was the Nazi wolf's motivation just power? And if so, why did he be a Nazi? It's one... I I think we have to chalk it up to lazy writing again. Like, we had that that conversation, I guess it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago um, about the Nazi werewolf plot specifically. And I think, I think what you guys have said is it's direct, it's right on point and that there really was no reason to have him as a character. And like we said before, you could have a character who's power hungry, but he didn't necessarily have to be a Nazi. And the way that they tried to then wrap up that particular storyline, it it was anticlimactic. Like, they built him up to be this, this, like, crazy, amazing, like, terrifying alpha. And when I say amazing, I mean awe-inspiring. And it, it ended up being, like, oh, he gets turned into a ghost rider, and he has to ride on the hunt. <laughs> when was the last time we were actually kind of impressed or scared by a Teen Wolf film, though? Like I thought that the um the mouthless guy in season four was like really yeah. fucking creepy. Exactly. They killed him really fast. That was but he was only there for a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, he was never explained either. No, bring him back. He was freaky. He was freaky as him. fuck. I hear. I saw. I hear that the next season's villain is like a guy whose like face looks like it's perpetually melting off, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, okay. Um. So back to our game. Um, 2.0. What are our initial feelings about 2.0? Let's start with Rachel. Um, well, uh, like I said before, I enjoyed the Liam scenes with Scott and Styles, and I think Maggie brought it up, the whole Liam not being able to ride a horse. That was pretty funny. Um, and I kind of enjoyed all of the Theo and Liam scenes. It was an interesting pairing that I wasn't expecting to enjoy. I was like, oh, great. They're putting these two people together who can be, uh, like, super obnoxious. Um, but it ended up being really funny um, in a lot of ways. So I enjoyed that. And I was glad that we got to see Mason again, even though that made, meant we had to see Corey. But, eh. Rosemary? I don't know why, but I'm shipping Liam and Theo in my heart. I feel. <laughs> because Leo I, eyes. I don't, I don't particularly enjoy Theo, but he's... A fairly well-written character most of the time, and he has more of a personality than Hayden, and I like their banter. I like when Liam's funny. I think it's what set him, sets him apart from Scott and Styles. I think it's what makes him a unique character. Not that they're not funny. You know you know what I mean. Um, that he's got a very specific kind of humor that I think works and makes him likable, um, and I think his interactions with Theo brought that out, and I kind of missed that, so I kind of like them together. <laughs> He has, like, an optimism that derives from naivete, and it's fun. Yeah, his, 
the stuff he said in this episode reminded me of the like the bits where he's like, I fell in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maggie, 2.0. Um, I think it's kind of funny how now we're, like, kind of grouping Theo in with our 2.0 characters. But, yeah, I loved Theo and Leon together. And I'm in the small minority that, like, fuck Theo, but also I kind of really, 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 really like Theo. Like, everyone was complaining about him, and I was like, I actually really like the character. But yeah. he's well-written! That's the problem, yeah. is that, like, characters like Peter and Theo, like, I'd rather have Kira there, because she's a female character and, like, representation, mm-hmm. But like you have, you can't. You have to give credence where credence is due. It's credit where yeah. credit is due. I'm sorry. Um, and that is that Peter and Theo are well written characters. Like, do I do I like them as a person? No. Do I enjoy it when they're on screen because they are always well written and well acted? Yeah. Yeah. And Cody himself is actually like a pretty nice guy. Um. So it's like. I don't know. I liked him. Um, Liam was... I was so, so happy with Liam. I loved his characterization in this episode. It just... It made me, like, laugh so much. And it was just a pleasure to see him on my screen. And that's very rare to feel that way about a 2.0 character. (laughs) So I was very happy. Um, Mason, I love him. Um, Who else is in 2.0? That's it? Okay. We're done. Rosemary, (laughs) you're going to talk to us about your initial impressions on Peter and Malia. So, I'm struggling with this a little bit because I don't, I I firmly believe that families of choice can be more important than families of blood, and I feel like the relationship between Peter and Malia, while I think it's cool to explore it, I think they're putting too much emphasis on it right now about how important they are to each other, particularly Malia and how important Peter is to her. I I want that explored a little bit more before we rush into it. Um, Particularly because I've always loved watching the scenes with Malia and her adoptive father, uh, maybe just because I identify with that. I I don't have a problem with it. I just, if we're going to explore that, I want to explore it more and not just be plot point. That's just me, though. I don't have an issue with it, but like I said, just let's explore it more if we're going to do that. Going to Rachel. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, I saw a lot of their interactions being more for uh, Peter's benefit. I mean, it was it was all about his redemption arc, which was frustrating. But I, I did enjoy seeing them fight together. Overall, I was meh about it, I guess. Maggie. Um, <laughs> I... I... I'm conflicted, <laughs> obviously. I liked seeing them fight together. I liked, I'm interested to see where their story is going between the two of them, Malia and Peter. However, I am very not happy that once again, a female character on Teen Wolf is being propelled by a male character's story. And like Rachel said, it's, just, it's been more about Peter's redemption arc than about Malia's. And when it, when we talk about the two of them. And also, I have to say, like, anytime that whole scene made me very, very uncomfortable because anytime Lydia is around Peter, she is around her abuser and somebody who assaulted her and it just and violated her in so many ways. And I really don't want Peter to get a redemption arc. I really don't, just because I'm so, you know, I don't want Lydia to have to, like, be around him at all. Um... But I am curious to see where it will go, uh, if it is going to go down that way, and it, it definitely will. He will get a redemption arc. Um, so, I don't know. It's very bittersweet for me. I want what's best for Malia, I guess. <laughs> but it's not Peter. <laughs> no, I totally, totally agree with you. 
I'm, yeah, I'm going to add on to this that I, I agree and I cannot believe that nobody has acknowledged the way Peter abused Lydia since season three. When And it was it was literally Peter and Lydia having a conversation who acknowledged it. Like, it wasn't, it was in 3A, it was 3.11, and, like, he opens the door and she's like, you, and he's like, me. And that's, like, that's the last time anybody acknowledged the way Peter uh, abused and um, took advantage of Lydia and, you know, like, violated her. And it fucking pisses me off that, like, nobody's ever brought it up. Like, Scott, Styles, not even Lydia, like, has ever mentioned it and tried to... Oh, it makes me so angry. It makes me so fucking angry. It's like they got used to it and decided not to talk about it anymore, and that justifies it to them. And yep. there is no way to justify that. Yeah. Like, there's not. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, the only time it was semi-addressed was when Allison went with Lydia... True. Um, ...to see Peter. And, that, and it, it wasn't even, it wasn't explicitly addressed there, but Allison was the only one who really demonstrated, like, she knew what Peter did to Lydia, and she was not going to let him be alone in a room with her, so. She literally made out with, like, younger Peter, so there's, like, he did kind of, like, in a way sexually violate her as well, which really bothers oh. me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so, Rachel... How about Sheriff in this episode? What did you think of the way that plotline was resolved? Um, I liked I liked the reunion between him and Styles mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode. I thought that was very, very much in character for him. I was kind of glad that they they didn't make it super emotional. Um, so I was like, I don't know if I could have handled that so early on in the episode. Um, it was still like impactful, but it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily, like, the Skiles reunion, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, and I I liked how, I guess, they tied up the Fraudia storyline. I was a little bit surprised that they brought her back, honestly. I didn't think that they needed to. Um, it just kind of seemed like a little bit of an extra thing. Like, it was an, another opportunity for Dylan to show off his acting, in a way. And did you he know? really... Rosemary. I know early on I was really not thrilled with the Claudia storyline at all, and I was kind of happy with the way it resolved. Um, this didn't bother me too, too much, just because I, there was no way they weren't going to have Styles react to what happened with the sheriff. Um, and I was happy that Sheriff and Lydia got to work together to kind of get Styles out of that. I thought that was totally badass. But going back to the very beginning first scene, number one, Lydia looked really good in that shirt. Number two, I just like the joy on his face and just seeing him so happy to see his son. Like, I know I've said this before, but I hope Lyndon goes on to do incredible things after this show because he is a very underrated actor, and I think he should do lots and lots of things. And yay, Sheriff, we better have lots of him in 6B, even if Styles, whatever this, like, yeah. I think he'll be there. Maggie, Sheriff in this episode. I kind of feel the opposite of Rachel. I wish that the reunion had been more emotional. Um, I feel like, as somebody who's lost a parent, like, when they were reunited, I really wanted to see, like, how impactful that was for the both of them. And But I, I did love the line that Lyndon said, like, when they separated. And I didn't want them to separate at all, but when they did, and how he turned to Styles and said, like, we'll find each other again. It was very, like, reminiscent of the, like, we always seem to find each other anyways line for me. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, it was like it was a very emotional moment for me. I wish it had been more emotional for the both of them, but that's okay. Um, the Fraudio scene, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't like. I am with you on that one, Rachel. I think that was so unnecessary. I'm gonna um, add my agreement to that. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and I just wanted to like say like I think that the whole point of that was to kind of make a camaraderie between the sheriff and Styles and like bring them together, like how. Fraudy has now like impacted both of them and just solidifies their bond but I think it would have been much better if they just had a simple scene with the sheriff and Styles sitting at their kitchen table in the ki- and they're just the sheriff says to Styles like just so you know like this is what happened and she was here and you know but I want you to know that the best part of her was always you for me and just like have something simple like that you know where it's like you know, this, they've both been through the same terrible thing, and you didn't have to fucking traumatize Delsonski again <laughs> over this, okay? Like, losing a parent is bad enough. You don't yeah. have to, like, fucking drag it out. But you And know. this has been another example of why the girls on this podcast should be writing a show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, you, you just killed me. Like, oh. that <laughs> made me very emotional. So oh. The reunion <sighs> with Styles and the Sheriff, I felt, was cheesily done i was not happy with it i i was just you know i mean i think that they i think that they initially wanted to write style coming back in in 609 and then they'd have more time for the reunions and stuff and more time for Cydia. but they had to pack all of it into 610 and um as a result everything felt a little bit rushed to me in this whole episode unfortunately and i um I didn't love that. Um, although Skiles was excellent, and so that wasn't rushed. That was great, and I loved the Skiles um, throughout this, and that was the saving grace of, I thought, a lot of the writing that Styles had in this episode was Scott. Okay, um, so given these reactions, um, I think we're going to do our red string ratings now so that we can talk about Cydia for the rest of the episode. So, um, let's start off with... Rosemary. I was really, really happy. I enjoyed it. Nothing is a five out of five, guys. That's that's way too perfect. I wish everyone at home could see (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) Rachel Guys, this is fine. You guys know I go low. Um, I think there's a lot that was rushed. I enjoyed a whole lot. I'm I feel like my rating will improve depending how 6B goes. And that sounds terrible and awful, but I need to know whether these unresolved feelings I have are unresolved. Um, I feel like there's a lot of questions we have left over that aren't going to get answered. Yeah. And I, I never do. The things I liked, I really liked. The things I didn't, I really didn't. It's my typical, like, welcome to Teen Wolf. Now, the writing was pretty good in this one, and it was snappy, and I liked the classic Teen Wolf things. Rachel, what is, your, win, 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 no what, what is your red string rating <laughs> for this episode with with keeping in mind that Styles and Lydia had sex in the episode, technically? <laughs> Not in the episode, like within the, within the time bounds of the episode. I, I love you, but your headcam is like, like exactly no. what happened. No, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, like in the time bounds of the episode, they had set, like from. Wait, Rosemary, did you not see the clip where Lydia literally blew him in a janitor's closet right before that? No, that's not even what I was saying. I don't know what you <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> that's not. Okay. I, I want everybody to know that Rachel threatened me on Facebook earlier this week saying that if I wasn't enthusiastic enough about this, and I quote, um, I never Maggie, said a friend of you on Facebook. I regret it. Maggie will hop into Skype and strangle you. 
<laughs> I should not have friended you on Facebook. I regret that every day of my life. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. You're welcome. No, she literally took a gif of me in a musical I was in my senior year and, like, made it a City of Cast, like, episode cover. <laughs> I hate, I'm so mad about it. Okay, um, Rachel, red string reading. All right, um... I think I would give this episode a 4.8. And the only reason it doesn't have a 5 is because we had to put up with Corey again. Um, and I, too, felt like the episode was a little bit rushed. So, Maggie? I'm going to, I famously always overscore, I'm going to give it a 4.9. I, I feel like maybe I was the only one who didn't feel like it was rushed. I remember sitting there and watching and being like, holy shit, we still have half an hour. Oh, my God, we still have 20 more minutes. Like, um, it felt really hearty to me. So I'm going to give it 4.9. Again, hearty, you know? You know who else is hearty in this episode? Uh, hard is different than hearty. <gasps> I but. know. Y'all don't let me play uh, anymore. <laughs> you don't let me play anymore. Okay. But, um, yeah, I really liked it. I wish that, you know, there were a couple characters that weren't there that were. But overall, I thought it was phenomenal. Very happy. I'm going to go 4.8. Because, like, not, like, the thing is, like, 4.8 on, like, a season 6 scale. Like, if we're putting it, like, in an overall Team Wolf scale, it, like, isn't the same. But, like, seeing as I I give up on this show, (laughs) I'm just going to give it a 4.8. Like, this is, this is me defeating you guys. Like, I just, I'm giving this episode a 4.8, but, like, it's because I am defeated, and I'm tired, and I'm bitter. So, anyways, that's my red string reading. And now, drumroll, please. It's time to talk about the city of Smooch. So, I don't know if any of you guys noticed, but in this episode, um, Dylan and Holland's faces got awfully close. So, what do you guys think about that? I don't think. I feel. Um, <laughs> I don't I, sleep. I wait. I loved it. I loved how it was in the locker room. I wish it was more well lit, but that's typical Teen Wolf. I love how the faces were very, very smushed. Like, they couldn't get close enough. Um, I loved, I think the part that everyone just died a million times over was at the end when they were just holding each other and he just, like, nuzzles right into her face and... It was so, like, desperate and so, so, so tight. Oh, I just want to squeeze myself right in between them. Ooh. Just, or not. That no, hug not just exemplified them. that they're, like, they're best friends, first and foremost. Like, oh, my yes. God, they miss each it other so much. Such, yeah. Like, she didn't have him for three months, and, like, for him it was only a couple of days, but, like, holy mother, how about some agonizing days where, like, he didn't know if he would ever see her again? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love that the scene started with her saving him. Yep. Like, that, for me, was was really important. And we finally got to see Lydia use her, like, visible powers. Because you've talked in previous episodes about how we've missed that. Like, it got introduced in season five, and then it really hasn't come back this season. Yeah, so I appreciated that first and foremost. But just the way they looked at each other when she finally came running in the room and just, like, the relief on both of their faces and still, like, the desperation... And Lydia's voice, and she was like, "I didn't, I didn't pay it back." Yeah. And him just being like, "It's okay, boo. You didn't have to because I know I, that you love me." And I think it goes back to what we talked about in the very first episode of this season of City of Cast that 
Styles Stilinski knew that Lydia Martin loved him when she said she was not going to leave him when the ghostwriters came to take him. Yeah, that's... Known. I agree with and you. I think that, like... I know, some people think that that means that, like, he knew, like, since season five or something and, like, didn't, like, just didn't, like, say it. But I don't agree with that. I think that what it was was that when she said, I'm not leaving you when she was so desperate, like, we, we said in when we watched that episode, we've never heard her voice sound like that before. And I think he totally recognized that, like, he knows this girl inside out, up and down. He's known her since they were kids. And he has never heard her voice sound like that before. And the fact that she's, her, she sounded like that, accompanied by throwing the exact words that he had said to her last season back at him it just like hit him in that moment and i think that that's when he knew so when he says remember i love you he's saying to her like i know that you're going to remember that i love you because i know that you love me and that's how powerful this is yeah i know that i totally agree too. yeah i love that it started with badass lydia I liked how they touched each other. Of course, the kiss was passionate and desperate and all the beautiful things, but they just had this gentleness to the way they handled each other that just, like, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really fucking happy to be here, but you mean everything to me. And he, uh, it was a very, very lovely thing to watch, and it exceeded my expectations. I know that I wish that we'd seen a little bit more of um, Dylan's hands, but I really loved the way um, Lydia was, like, stroking Styles's cheek and like the way her like her, the fact that her finger was near his eye like it was such a messy thing and I absolutely adored it it was just like so desperate and messy and like the fact that like her hands go into his hair at some point she like keeps moving them um especially because the last time she kissed him she was stroking his cheeks and then she moves down to his chin right and this time instead she starts off on the cheeks and goes upwards like into his hair and I feel like that's like shows the development of their intimacy because like the chin is like less intimate than like fucking putting your hands in someone's hair well, so what does it say about Lydia Martin that she has developed so much since the early seasons where everything she did was so calculated because she had an image she wanted to show people and here's this boy that she loves and she'll just she can be messy for him and she doesn't have to hide anything and she it's beautiful I love it well Holland did such a great job in that scene because like you could it her Lydia's desperation, like, and her relief at seeing him and him being there, the way that she moved her hands, it was like she was trying to reassure herself that he was there and he was real. And it was just, like, so so visceral a reaction that it was beautiful to watch. And then later on in the episode, um, and, like, in that initial scene, she uses her active powers twice, and I really kind of... In the end, I think I kind of like it. I think I like that she didn't use them while he was gone. And then as soon as he's back, boom. Like, she suddenly has all this power. I think it's a really great, like, symbol uh, for Styles gives Lydia power. Like, not, like, he doesn't literally give her her banshee powers, but, like, he gives her this, like, inner strength and this, like, this ability to, like, love more deeply and to be herself more. And he makes her smarter and stronger just in his ability to, like, trust in how smart she is and trust in her powers he's always been that person for her and so i think that not using the powers all season and then suddenly styles comes back and she uses them twice within like a couple of minutes like that second scream was literally exhausting for her but after like after she used them that initial time to save the life of the boy that she's in love with she she goes for it she went she actually went for it three times but claudia choked her um and so i just think that's incredible of her and i love what it says about Sidia. I love that point that you made. And um, kind of continuing off of other events that happened to Sidia that was not the kiss, I actually really, like, 
was moved by the scene that was spoiled earlier in the week was when he hears her voice and oh, then yeah. goes through the portal and something about that song and the way that he's pushing so hard against like the force that is propelling him back but like it really like makes me ache so deeply when I watch that sneak peek I don't know why I almost think I'm more affected by that than the kiss same but, a little bit yeah like I don't know I was so moved by that scene like I really think it was all the music but um I loved it and even like the part when he does go through the void and he pops up in his jeep and all you see are his hands grab the wheel and then his whole body just like flings itself up like i was fucking losing my mind i loved it and i just think like it was just so powerful like i was so moved by it i want to say that i was really incredibly 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 moved by the way lydia was shouting when i kissed you Mm -hmm. i can't quite describe why i felt that way about it but for I've been saying since like literally like 2014 that like that kiss was like the moment for her and the fact that she's like screaming it at him like as a way to guide him home to her it just I think it messes me up the most because like first of all it's the first time they've acknowledged the fact that she kissed him and she's shouting it to him like this is she focuses a lot on the eye part of when I kissed you yeah and yeah. I, I think it's super super powerful yeah Oh, of, um, this is my solution when i kissed you it's holland's delivery holland's fucking delivery was incredible and i also just i just love the fact i can't if, if styles did figure out that lydia's in love with him and all of us know that it felt like it felt like a call and answer like remember i yeah. loved you well when i kissed you and like she's saying that's when she loved him too or like starting to love him that's a debate but anyways um so i just love i love that part and i also want to talk about the um locker stare and the fact that lydia's driving him to dc um first of all did did everybody have different perceptions of that locker sale because for me that was like if you're ready come and get it nah 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh i thought it was so sweet i thought it was just like a i see you I think I was on the same page as Rosemary. I feel like I misinterpreted that because everybody was like, she was giving him, like, dick-me-down eyes. And I thought it was, like, I thought it was just, like, really, like... I am too I young for that type of language. Boy. What was that? I said, I am too young for that type of language. Sorry. <laughs> I thought she was, I thought she was just being, like, like Rosemary said, very sweet and almost coy, like, hey, like, hey, I like you. look for the sex and everything and not that there's anything wrong with it it's just that that's usually just not the way my brain is wired and i just thought it was incredibly sweet intimate moment where they weren't touching they were across from each other it See, was I'm the so opposite. sweet i'm, I'm always looking for the sex wait i what i loved about that scene was like how soft lydia looked because if you think back to the persona that she put on in the earlier seasons and even the way that she would meet Allison's gaze from across the room or anybody else's gaze like she always had a little bit of a guard up like she knew what she wanted and she wasn't necessarily willing to let other people in and the way that she looked at Styles is just so indicative of her growth as a character and their love for each other and how much she trusts him because it was just, she was just so soft. Like, I don't even know how else to describe it. Was it was very like, 211. 
like the look that she yes. gave him was very like lacrosse field 211 she even like mushed her lips together like mashed her lips together like her, and her, her mannerisms were very similar yeah you know galvanized the, mm -hmm. stop <laughs> um, you know i think that the thing that got me about that scene is that first studio fan fiction as a whole not so much now but when i first started reading it um it was a very big thing around season three era the first time styles and lydia walk into school and they're a couple and it's not the same now but back then it was like a, a lot of fix had it just like the school like recognizing the fact that they're together um and i kind of love like the ficky nod to that where we're like we're seeing the way they interact with each other in school and no it's not like the first time obviously but like styles and lydia went to school together for a month as a couple and like they went to prom together and they probably went to like the senior celebrations together and like they were a couple in front of the school and that's just like them at their lockers and like everything's normal and fine and lovely and scott's smiling and well, it the first place so they went as a couple was out of the school and i think that and maybe I'm getting into it too much, but I think symbolically, I think that shows that their relationship is bigger than just Beacon Hills and the school and what's contained there. I think it's bigger than that. Oh. I love that. I I want to go back to what you mentioned, Rachel, about Scott's smile. Scott was so stinking cute. Like, the, <laughs> the entire scene, he was just like, I'm so excited. My best friends love each other, and ah! I love them. Like, he was just like, so stinking cute. <gasps> oh, my God, Rachel, that's the cutest quote extremely positive note this has been the last no the, the last episode surrounding a specific episode of teen wolf however next week you can join us for a season wrap-up and the week after that you can also join us for a second season wrap-up to hear what we think about the whole season in and of itself also this week uh february 5th to february 12th we will be posting um we are partnering with city a month to post fix um a big bang and so there's going to be new fix there's going to be new um art gift sets videos um aesthetics all in the name of Cydia um and so we hope that you read them they will be reblogged onto the Cydia month and Cydia cast tumblr pages um and they are, there will be an, a master post as well um, after the event is over and all the fics are posted. Please review these authors and beta readers spent a really, 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 really long time working on these fics. Um, a really long time. They've been working on them since November. And it's hard work and they're all, a lot of them are over 10k, which is, once again, hard work. It's hard to get yourself the discipline to do that. And they did an incredible job. Um, and some of this fix, these fix will be on CityCast next season, um, and we'll be reviewing them like we did the other fix. But for now, just send them a review, tell them what you love, to tell them your favorite characterization part, tell them your favorite scene, just like give them the love and affection that they deserve because they worked really hard on these fix and they deserve to know that not only did somebody click on it, but somebody read it to the end and appreciated it because there's a difference between hit count and someone who actually takes the time to review. Okay. So, with that in mind, my name is Rachel, I'm Rongasm on Tumblr. I'm Maggie, I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. I'm Rachel, and I'm MadGrad2011 on Tumblr. And I'm Rosemary, and I am Andrew Lloyd Webber on the tambourine on Tumblr for this week. And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on this week's Stidia Cast. 
Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, Cityacast, or our Twitter, Cydia underscore cast. A special thanks to our editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making season three of Cityacast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too.